When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steelers' offense promises to stop playing scared as they prepare to face their longtime turnpike rival, the Browns, down in Cleveland. Welcome to the Steelers' update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin loves to preach against living in one's fears but his offensively stymied football team has been playing in theirs. Quarterback Mitch Trubitsky looks afraid to make a mistake instead of looking to drive the ball downfield to his often open rookie wideout, George Pickens. Hobbled running back Najee Harris is so accustomed to being greeted by defenders at the line of scrimmage, he's missing big holes in the, that the line is opening up for him. The team can't convert third downs. Touchdowns are few and far between. Frustrated receivers are already questioning the highly criticized coordinator Matt Canada's play calls. The opening day crowd at Acrisure Stadium is chanting for hometown hero Kenny Pickett to begin his career behind center. Perhaps Steelers scribe Mark Caboli put it best, writing this in The Athletic, quote, Everything concerning the offense feels like it's on the verge of imploding, unquote. That about sums it up. All this, and don't look now, but the shaky Steelers take on their run-heavy rival, Browns, out in Cleveland on a short week this Thursday night. That leaves little time to revamp the Steelers' out-of-sync offense that seems to be going nowhere and certainly nowhere down the football field. Yet Trubitsky is promising to look long and get Pickens the pigskin on a more regular basis. In short, he is saying he will quit playing scared and just play. Despite most of the 412 area code calling for a quarterback change, there was never a chance the Steelers were going to switch to the rookie out of pit on a short week. Matter of fact, Tomlin gave Trubitsky plenty of cover to remain as the Steelers' starter for some time to come. Said Tomlin in wake of Sunday's 17-14 loss to the Patriots at home, during which the Steelers' offense all but sputtered to a halt, quote, I don't know if significant changes are what's required, unquote. Instead, Tomlin is preaching patience with both Trubitsky and his criticized coordinator, Canada. Said Tomlin, quote, We are still very much in development, so I'm going to exercise appropriate patience and continue to teach and ask the guys to continue to learn in an effort to continue to push this train down the track and get better, unquote. Well, that train makes a quick stop in Cleveland Thursday night, and in view of the Steelers' upcoming schedule that features the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, and the Eagles in a brutal October stretch, they badly need that W over the Browns. 
it won't be easy. Steelers are built to grind out wins in the fourth quarter. The game they played against the Patriots is actually something of a blueprint for this year's team, except it was the Patriots who executed the Pittsburgh game plan. Tomlin wants to hold on to the football, chew clock, play defense, then still wins in the fourth quarter. That's precisely what the Patriots did. And to accomplish this, the New England team took control of the fo- football in the game's waning minutes, and they clung to that three-point lead. With everyone in the stadium knowing what was coming next, those Pats proceeded to run the, the football on eight of the final ten plays, including a stretch of six straight runs. And it sealed the deal, and it never gave the Steelers another chance to correct that scoreboard. The Steelers' poor run defense portends another huge problem against the Browns. With suspended quarterback Deshaun Watson out getting a massage, Cleveland will want to pound the football with their road-grading running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Tomlin knows what his team is up against. He called the Browns' talented tandem a pair of starters that are very hard to stop. Quote, they are not one and two. They are one and one A, Tomlin said. Should the Steelers' defense fail in their run-stopping assignments, it might not matter what the offense does. And this all must sound familiar because these are the same woes that bedeviled the Steelers virtually all of last season. Their pop-gun offense couldn't or wouldn't drive the football deep downfield in the passing game. They preferred short passes that made it easier for defenses to stall out the Steelers' drives. And there was little pop in the running game. Former first-round runner Najee Harris was getting contact at the line of scrimmage due to an overmatched offensive line, and he never hit any game-breaking runs all season long. This season... That still questionable O-line is playing somewhat better, especially the right side of the line. But Harris, hobbled by a Liz Frank injury, hasn't been seeing wide-open running lanes, much less hitting them. None of this is news to the Steelers. They see it on the game film every Monday. And they know what must be done. Trubitsky must look long instead of looking scared to make a mistake. Najee must see those holes, and that T.J. Watt-depleted defense must corral the Browns' two-headed monster in Chubb and Hunt. It's a tall order on a short week, but the outcome could be a harbinger of the entire season to come. Either it will be a turning point, or it will be a depressing downturn for your Steelers. And we have much more on all the Steelers' lip service about rejuvenating their limp offense along with the game plan for slowing up the Browns on the ground. All in this Turnpike Rivalry edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As usual, it will be packed with plenty of memes bringing this week's Steelers struggles to life and to comic relief because... We all need some of that. Right now, let's get right to it. Here's Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic on the pathetic state of the Pittsburgh offense. Quote, 
The new-look Steelers offense, run by Tomlin's hand-picked QB and offensive coordinator, has managed only two touchdowns in nine quarters and very well could be 0-2 heading into Thursday's game against the Browns, if not for unusual happenings against the Bengals in Week 1. It's not only the lack of points that is seemingly everybody except for Tomlin concerned, the play calling, which has largely guided Trubisky to avoid the middle of the field and not throw the ball deep very often, had the skill players questioning their coordinator's motives during Sunday's 7-14 loss to the Patriots, both in the huddle and in the locker room afterward. Pretty much to a man, the team has backed Trubisky, but the offense has been worse than awful. The Steelers are in the bottom 10 in the league in completion percentage, passing yards, touchdown passes, yards per attempt, yards per completion, total yards per game, yards per play, passer rating, points scored, and rushing yards. Through two weeks, the Steelers have 12 plays, not including incomplete passes or kneel downs, that went for no gain or negative yardage compared with eight plays that gained at least 15 yards. A week after throwing seven passes over 20 air yards and nine at or behind the line of scrimmage, Trubisky did much the same against the Patriots with three passes over 20 air yards and six at or behind the line of scrimmage, much to the chagrin of playmakers. For the season, the Steelers have more three and outs than drives that end in points. Quote, I think when you lose and you don't have enough points, and you don't produce enough splash, all of that is subject to debate. But that's not a debate that we're going to take part in, Tomlin said. Despite facing single high safety looks for a large portion of the first half Sunday, the Steelers stuck to safe throws with nothing over the middle and nothing that can be even remotely linked to a combat catch. It resulted in very little offense. Some believe Trubisky needs to take more chances. Others feel that he's doing what got him the starting job in the first place. Meanwhile, much-touted rookie wide receiver George Pickens has two catches in two games. No one saw that coming, especially after the preseason and training camp when the rookie was an all-world receiver. Many are pointing to the lack of deep throws to Pickens but it has been more than that. The Steelers need to get Pickens involved in the game plan more and with an occasional deep throw. He showed through camp he can run different routes as well. He isn't a one-trick pony like Mike Tomlin once called Mike Wallace. Through two games, Pickens has just six targets, two catches, and 26 yards. Quote, we haven't scored enough points here the last couple of weeks. But that's the collective, not just the quarterback position and not just the players, Tomlin insisted. He added, all of us are responsible for ringing up the scoreboard so we don't seek comfort. We don't try to quell the noise. To be quite honest with you, we don't care about the noise, unquote. Hey, that's good stuff, as always, from Kaboli. So what will it take to get Trubisky to go down the football field with the football? This question was put to the Steelers quarterback, but he really didn't have an adequate answer. And it makes me wonder 
if anything will change down in Cleveland on Thursday night. Chris Adamski with Trib Live writes this about the seemingly confounded Steelers QB. Quote, Steelers fans are perplexed as to why Mitch Trubisky isn't throwing the ball downfield more often. Perhaps they can take solace in knowing Trubisky doesn't know why he isn't taking more chances either. Quote, I like to throw the ball downfield, Trubisky said Tuesday. Why I haven't, given the certain looks, especially early in the game, I couldn't tell you exactly why. But we're looking for that, and I'm looking for that, unquote. The data suggests he's not as adverse to the deep throw as some are asserting. Trubisky has 11 pass attempts of 20 or more yards downfield in two games. The offense only has three completions on passes that long. That's the problem. The Steelers' top wide receivers, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, are averaging a mere 7.4 yards per catch. And rookie George Pickens has just two receptions on the entire season. Now, Trubisky rejected the notion he is being risk-averse because of his status as a likely one-year placeholder with first-rounder Kenny Pickett waiting as the backup. Trubisky said, quote, I'm not worried about making mistakes. I do think about protecting the football and being smart and making good decisions, but I'm not worried about mistakes. Those happen. But as an offense, we've just got to score more points. So however we do that, that's got to be our mindset. Score more points, unquote. Hey, there you have it from Trib Live. Mitch Trubitsky is talking the talk. Now we'll find out if he can walk the walk and complete those passes downfield on Thursday night in Cleveland. According to rookie receiver George Pickens, it should be easy to get him the ball. Heck, he's open 90% of the time and wants all of Pittsburgh to know it. Here's Joe Rudder with Trib Live on the former Georgia Bulldog who just wants the ball. Rudder writes, quote, George Pickens believes he is open enough to get the football on just about every passing play. The Steelers' second-round pick, though, hasn't gotten it frequently through the first two weeks of the NFL career that he just started but he believes he is open approximately every time he takes a step beyond the line of scrimmage. Pickens targeted six times for two catches and two games estimated Tuesday that he was open, quote, 90% of the time in the 17-14 loss Sunday to the New England Patriots. Quote, I just say that because I'm a big guy that runs in the low four fours, Pickens said. I always have a step on somebody, and my step is naturally longer than the other person. I'm actually fast. I'm always going to have a step and always going to feel like 99% of the time I'm open, even though the ball gets there in the air and the defender gets time to catch back up. But I'm open as soon as I get off the line, unquote. Despite logging 78% of all offensive snaps, Pickens has been an afterthought in the passing game. For the second week in a row, Pickens caught one of his three targets after being held to a three-yard reception in the season opener at Cincinnati. Pickens had a 23-yard catch late in the first half against New England. That was the longest pass play of the day for the Steelers. Hey, such are some sad stats for your Steelers. And 
Strib Live did a great job of showcasing Pickens and his pride and his belief in himself. And if you believe Trubisky and what he's saying, he will be looking Pickens' way down in Cleveland. But those Browns, they will be looking to the ground game to lock up this win versus the struggling run-stopping Steelers. We're going back to Mark Caboli on the glaring ground game flaws for the Steelers' D, just as those Browns and that backfield tandem of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are warming up for Thursday night. Caboli writes in The Athletic, quote, The Steelers' run defense was an issue last year. Everybody knows that, but it seemed to be fixed with some off-season acquisitions and a pretty solid Week 1 performance against Cincinnati. So what happened to close out the game Sunday was discouraging. Up only three points, the Patriots ran the ball six straight times and on eight of ten plays, including a holding penalty but not including three kneel downs to end the game. That was the final drive when everybody knew what the Patriots wanted to do. Mike DeFabio also with The Athletic adds this on the Steelers' D. As the Steelers turn the page to week three, an early season measuring stick awaits in Cleveland. The Browns currently boast the NFL's most prolific rushing attack, racking up more than 200 yards per game on the ground. They also have 23 rushing first downs tied for second in the NFL. They rank second with four rushing touchdowns and sit third in time of possession. Although the Browns opened last week's game against the Jets by throwing the football, the stats paint a picture of a run-first offense that dominates time of possession, sprinkles in play action, and grinds out first downs to wear down opposing defenses. Obviously, stopping the run is a staple of any effective defense, but it will be even more imperative considering quarterback Deshaun Watson is suspended If the Steelers can find a way to slow down the rushing attack and force journeyman quarterback Jacoby Brissett to do the heavy lifting, that could be the matchup that tells the story of the outcome in Cleveland, unquote. Well, that sets it up. It tees it up for Thursday night. And as that story unfolds down in Cleveland, whether it has a happy ending or a tragic wrong remains to be seen. And we will cover it all, all on your Steelers Update podcast. Download the audio fresh every Wednesday or just sign up so you get it automatically. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news. Those Steelers beat them brown.